Welcome to the Known Legacy Podcast, by Dads for Dads, coming at you from the Lone Star State Cigar Shop in Allen, Texas. For more info, go to www.knownlegacy.org or look for us on social media under Known Legacy. Now here's your host, Bill and Travis. My, uh, my boys, um, so they're not even, I mean, they're 11 and 9. And you walk up and their room, like, you know how you have the exhaust vents? In the bathrooms, yeah, yeah. you know, for the yeah. stink, dude. We need one in every teen boy's room, <laughs> yeah. just to turn that on full blast, twenty four seven. Because the filth and the stink out of that room, and the crazy thing is, they have no idea. Yeah, like they don't. Fabrice can't handle it. that. They don't smell it themselves. Not at all. Like walking in there, tears coming out of my eyes from the stink. It's so nasty. And I'm like, how are you living in here? And like, oh, we don't smell anything. Yeah, You're sure disgusting. you don't. Yeah, whatever. You are so much like your mother. So disgusting. So much like your. <laughs> Good thing this is for dads. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> oh man, oh man. Speaking of moms, so we were talking about um, we we're talking about bucket lists and stuff last time of like setting up a bucket list. Very, very simple. Get get the get the the juices flowing in your mind about man starting to dream like what that actually looks like, and this is a tangible way to just simply go. Here's physical dreams. Now as I filter life through these filters, and then God is challenging me to think bigger, um, and it's like man if. You know, if I had a year to live, what would that look like? Right. What would I do? If I had five years to live, what would I, what changes would I make in my life? Like, would I be at the job I'm at? What, and I'm not saying just everyone quit their job. I'm just saying, like, tangible ways to start thinking through what God may be challenging you to do in the future. And we're talking about, man, well, that, that really starts with stepping into the awkward of a lot of things. Um, and even for, for me, you know, at, a lot of times, even as a pastor, there were there, there's periods of my life because um, I've arrived now, so I don't right. have to worry about this. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm joking right. Um, about spending time talking to the Father, and uh, and really actually praying and what that means to pray. Because so many times we get this idea of like on our face, you know, hands pointed straight up. So just in case I get that, it's like like we're shooting a laser to heaven or something. Right. right. But like, what does it look like to actually talk to God? Yeah. Well, so so. Um, getting into that whole awkward conversation. So at our church a while back, we, we, what we realized is husband and wives would pray for each other, but they wouldn't pray together. Mm. Okay. And how important it is for husbands and wives to pray together. And so I, of course, as a pastor, um, often will tell you things that should happen and yet not be doing them myself. And so um, that Sunday after church, my wife looked at me and she goes, are we going to do this? I was like, do what? She goes, are you going to start praying with me and I'm like well yeah I, I guess we should guess now. I have to now I, I guess I, guess I told so. them and it was the most awkward thing in the entire world because like we hadn't done it before I mean yeah. we, we'd prayed for each other yeah, something. Yeah. but all of a sudden um, so you know I wake up in the morning and, and, and I heard someplace that praying in the morning is important so she's getting ready and, and I wake up and I'm brushing my teeth and I'm like okay let's pray together and she has like one eye done and the other eye she hasn't doesn't have done, you know, and, and, and like I pause and, and, and I, we have to hold hands because that's what you do when you pray. You have to hold hands, right? I mean, that's somewhere <laughs> in the Hebrew and the Greek, right? Someone holdeth the hand. Right. right. And we start praying and she's in her mind. She's just like, going, dude, I have 15 minutes to get ready before I do breakfast, before I get here, before. I get yeah. Here. Yeah. And it was awkward. And so then we said, OK, we're, we're going to do it at night. Right. And then we, we tried to pray together at night and and I literally fell asleep almost every single time. And mm. so she just stopped praying. And, and so it just, uh, so, so I'm, I'm imagining that moment. Um, cause we're doing this whole, 
dream thing with the kids. And I'm, I'm like, we're going to go to Pluckers and uh, for wing night. And I guarantee when they see me walk in with a pad of paper, they're going to go, oh, dad, no. We're, mm. What do you what do you got up your sleeve? And it's just going to be weird. It's going to be yeah, awkward. It's going to be awkward. But I think often as dads, I mean, let's be honest, dad jokes are a thing for, for a reason because we're okay being a little awkward. We're yeah. okay kind of breaking the tension. And this is let's break the tension with purpose. Yeah. Not just for the sake of getting a laugh or getting the joke in or whatever, or embarrassing our kids. Why don't we step into that awkward with a purpose to see just maybe what God might have in store for us? Well, you know, it's funny because God did call us to be the leaders of our family. And and since day one, since sin happened after day one of sin, um, there's always going to be this, this like enmity between men, men and women. And, and I think the guy's always going to doubt his leadership. And I don't say that to be the well, hard fist. So. Go, not even the day after, the moment of sin. The moment after, yeah. You know, Adam should have been the leader and said, Eve. Smack that fruit out of the hand. and Right. No, we're not going to. But he just was like, yeah, okay. she's my wife. Okay. okay. We'll just go ahead and do it. And the next thing you know, boom, they're both naked. They feel shame. They hide from God. They hide from each other. And that feeling of enmity has been there ever since. Ever since. And so, so I, guys, we know it's hard. Like, we know it's tough. But then there's this time to walk through the awkward. And, and, and we're not just saying because we said so, but because this is going to bring the greatest amount of eventually joy and excitement and adventure into your family. Right. Because God didn't do this just to say do it because I said it robo- just like robotically because he knew what was working good, uh, was work, what was us working towards his, his best for our life. And that is becoming who God's designed us to become. But that starts with walking in the awkward. Right. And that starts with walking in the awkward with him. Like, I love that because even from the day, I, I love the story that you shared in one of the last podcasts about your daughter and how we're in our filth. And for some reason, even in our little bit of filth, we feel like we don't know how to talk to God. Right. Um, again, the guy with the talent. And he's like, well, I thought that you were a fearful God who had a baseball bat and who wanted to right all the wrongs. And he's like, listen, he righted the wrongs on the cross with Jesus. He's like, I just want to help you become who you're supposed to become, clean you up and move you forward. And so it starts with us having a conversation. And the thing is, we've made prayer such this. Um, and again, God is righteous. God is holy. God is just. I'm not taking that out. But God is listening. God, God has to humble. The scriptures say that God has to humble himself to come into our world, much less to listen to us. He bends his, his ear. You know, you know when your kids are young and, and, and they come in the door and those awesome, you know, even on your most exhausting day, you're, you know, you open up the screen door and you open it up and all of a sudden you hear, daddy, daddy. And you just love that sound. Yeah. On your worst day, you oh, could yeah. put down the bag and oh, you're yeah. like, life is good. That is how the father desires to to hear from us he is expectant like his children to go daddy daddy i, w- I want to talk to you and so 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 he's excited when you just say hey dad because he gets re- he's ready for that he is like the prodigal the, the the prodigal son's father who's ready to hear his voice again all he wanted to do was hear his son's voice yeah and that's where god is at with us so so even before you 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 build up an apprehension to talk to the father know that that's how he's viewing you is he's ready to hear from you or this Bible's all a lie, and let's not do this anymore. Right. So why do you think so many guys struggle with prayer or struggle with, with that conversation? I think they think it's weak. And you're also, you're kind of, it feels like you're talking to nobody. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. And like he's, you know, go for it. Well, and, and, and I would also say, um, 
it's, it's odd, it's awkward, it's not normal, and we, we need to be willing to that. But also, I think, again, and I, I don't want to throw the church under the bus because the church does some really Absolutely. great things. But when every prayer you hear in church is this formulaic, beautifully scripted, poetic almost prayer, you, everyone out there disqualifies themselves because they're like, I, I don't talk like that. You can't that. talk like that. You know, or, God bless them, I come from a church tradition that they put prayer to music. And so, you know, in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and the Holy Ghost. If I offended you, you should be offended. Anyways. <laughs> you should be offended. <laughs> um, but, but we set up roadblocks that make men feel like this is for someone else. Yeah. This doesn't feel for me. And, and we, so they just don't even want to engage in it because they're like, I, I don't have flowery speech. Yeah. I struggle to talk to my wife and my kids. Why would I even want to talk to God? Yeah. And, you know, and does he really want to hear what I have to say? Because let's be honest, um, if I'm not around my wife, chances are my, my language isn't as good as it should be or could be yeah. or whatever. Yeah. You know, and so I think there's just a lot of roadblocks um, that, that, that keep guys from engaging in just a simple conversation with the Heavenly Father. And that's why I love the fact that you brought it back to kids because kids don't have any of that. They don't no. care. You know, no. they'll just interrupt. They'll be like, no, I want to share something with you, and i got to share it now. E- even if they're stumbling over the words, even if they misuse words. Let's, some of the most endearing moments are when my daughter would, you know, misuse words. Instead of saying minivan, she'd say finny fan. Finny you know? fan, that's finny awesome. Fan. And so what do we call the fan now today? The finny fan, you the know? The finny fan. And, 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 and so I think if we're going to engage in this, see the eternal dreams that God has for us, the big stuff, and, and to come into a posture of praying and communicating with him to hear from him and talk to him, we have to break through some of those stereotypes that we have of what prayer is. You know, there was this picture I saw one time of um, John F. Kennedy. Yeah. And he was the president. And there was a little door, I think, underneath the desk. Mm-hmm. And inside the door was his son. Yes. And I love that picture because it is a picture of the father. Like, he is holy. He is righteous. I'm not talking about Kennedy. I'm talking about God. God is holy and righteous and pure. <laughs> we just lost half our Exactly. Audience. We lost Thank half of them. But, but the bigger thing is at this point of the quote unquote most powerful man in the world, his son still had authority to crawl under his desk. Oh. And so I think that's where we have to go. Time out. Prayer is a time when I get to talk to my dad. Right. Now, there's times in prayer that I talk to the holy, righteous father, but then there's also times that I talk to my daddy. And I, that's what we want to get you at today, that is walk through the awkward of, um, hey there, boss, how you doing? But into my friend who's like, hey, you gave your kid for me. And he's like, yeah, I got time for you. I literally gave my son for you. So he's listening. So it's us stepping through the awkward. Hey, uh, even if that's in your car, and that's the best time to do it when no one's in there, and literally picture God sitting next to you in the, in the car. Like literally Jesus sitting in that seat so that you can talk hair, to him. Blue-eyed Jesus, Blonde, or exactly. you know, five foot six, the Roman that Jesus, Scandinavian mastodont with the blue sash on. Like, oh, hey, good gracious! My name's Jesus. <laughs> it's, I'm sitting right next to you. The real Jesus. And so I think I think that's that's the deal for us to stop and say and have an actual conversation with God. Like, hey, uh, never never did this before. You know, the Bible talks about pray without ceasing. That doesn't mean you go into a closet all day. Right. In fact, that what that talks about is you you. You bring God into everything in your life. Like, oh, like, not just like, let's pray about the big stuff, but like, hey, God, be over my schedule today. Like, help me out with this. Like, start to walk through the awkward of like, I've never done this before. Like, you know, God, I 
I pray that I make some good choices today, or I pray, but not just casting requests to him, being thankful. Hey, thanks that I've got 10 fingers and 10 toes. <laughs> you know, just being thankful for the little things. I have air conditioning in my house. Um, yeah. Even if it's out and I have to spend $14,000 to fix it, I have air conditioning in my house, you know? And I think that's right. Start with the simple things. Like, yeah. like if nothing else, maybe just get in the posture of every time you sit in the car, one thing you're thankful for. Yeah. And just say, hey, God, thanks for this. That simple practice can start to revolutionize how you see the things in your world, how you see the challenges and the, the frustrations in your world, and, and and can start to cultivate that relationship. I mean, yeah. let's be honest, dude. I, I know you. You're a communicator. Was it awkward the first time that you had a conversation with your wife? Oh, yeah. Oh, it was painfully awkward. Yeah. It was. In fact, the first question I ever asked my wife, and this was before we were married, um, I was introduced to her. She was at church. I was introduced to her by someone. And I knew she was a Texas A&M student, uh-huh. right? And I went up to her, and I kid you not, I'm from Nebraska. I walk up to her, and they're like, hey, this is Tara, Tara, this is Travis. And I say, hey, um, what's a gigum? <laughs> what did she say? Well, she, she told me the whole history of it because she goes to Texas A&M, and it's a cult, and so, of course, they know everything about it. But it was that moment of just realizing, oh, my gosh, I suck at this whole girl thing, you know? Yeah. Now, continuing to pursue that conversation, continuing to pursue that, now we can talk. We don't often talk. We're often just getting through life and getting through our lives yeah, yeah, and yeah. our days. But we know how to talk because we're willing to power through those awkward initial conversations. Yeah, I think that's it. And it's, it's the awkward because the awkward only lasts. So here's the thing. The awkward comes from the enemy. Yeah. The awkward is the enemy. That's the thing. And so we, but we've said, well, the awkward is me. No, the, the awkward is actually the point when the enemy is most fearful that you're going to actually start talking to God because you have so much to offer in that relationship together. Like, like when God empowers you, the enemy gets more scared of that than we do. And, but we're accepting a lie. Again, John 10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So he's lying to you as you walk up to this to go, God doesn't care. You don't know what to say. You don't have enough these and thous in there. Um, you don't speak with an English accent. I mean, whatever your whatever your your lie is that you're accepting about about prayer, it's just walking in the awkward. Hey, God, I don't know how this works, but I'll make this happen. Right. And as you get through it, it's like, wow, God, you've got man. This is just normal life, and you begin to cast your burdens on Him. That's how you can cast your. But it's hard to cast your burdens on someone you really don't talk to. Right. And so, if you begin to build this relationship with Him, it's like, God, help me. Even if your first couple. Prayers are, hey, God, I don't understand this whole prayer thing. I need you to help me because it feels like I'm talking to nobody. He's like, great, I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. Um, and, and so I think, I think it's us walking into that awkward because we really can't begin to share and begin those, those journeys with our families, with our wives, and walk into that awkward if we're not praying about how we walk into the awkward with them. Right. So it's like, so we start this conversation and we're like, oh, hey, guys, we're going to talk about our dreams today. It's like, this may take a little while for you to go, I've made up my bucket list, but then... I don't know how to share this with my kids and my wife and my family because I've never really talked to them about this because we've had to survive for all these years. Right. So right. I think that's it. It's going. So we start with talking in the awkward of our, of our Heavenly Father and realizing that that, isn't, that doesn't even have to be a time. Scripture is clear all over the time. It's like morning, night. It doesn't matter when it's all the time. Pray without ceasing. If you're just like, I don't even know what that looks like. Well, then, you know what? Start listing off the things that you're thankful for. Right. It's just, 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 hey, God, I'm thankful that I've, I've got... Ten fingers and ten toes. I'm thankful that um, I have a roof over my head. 
I'm thankful that my car didn't break down today. I'm thankful that I've got 11 teeth left. I mean, whatever it is in your life, be <laughs> listing off thankful things and finding that joy. And then, hey, and I've got this question for you. Yep. Or, hey, hey, and I'm concerned about this. And casting a burden on. And I think that's the next step in the journey is um, we have a God who's always willing and ready to listen. He's actively listening at all times. And that's why we can pray without ceasing. The next challenge is we got to turn off the noise. Yeah. At some point, we've got to turn off the talk radio. We've got to turn off the podcast. We've got to turn off the TV. We've got to turn off the noise. And I'll tell you, it terrifies me because when I when there's no noise to distract me, guess what I have to do? Wrestle. Yeah. I got to wrestle with stuff. I got to wrestle with some things. I got to wrestle with is God's word true? If so, yeah. what does it say about me? I got to wrestle with that stuff. And I think once we get to the point of saying, okay, I'm comfortable talking to God and I know he listens, but guess what? God, God has something to say to me too. God has something he wants to share with me. Yeah. And so, uh, I, I think that's, that's the 2.0, you mm-hmm. know, that's prayer 2.0 of turning off the noise and figuring out what it looks like for you to just be still. Now that doesn't mean you close your eyes and you know, sit in a room and go home. That's, yeah. It could be just turning off talk radio in the radio, in the car. I, I did that a while ago. Um, like I, I did a fast and I, I'm not good at fasting at food. I suck at that actually because <laughs> I love food. I really do love food. <laughs> but I, I decided, you know, I am finding comfort in talk radio or mm. sports radio or stuff like that. So for a week, I didn't turn on the radio. Try that. It will rock your world because you will realize compulsion will will you will turn that radio on almost every mile for the first day because you're like i hate the silence i hate the silence i hate the silence by the end of the week i was like going man i get so much stuff done just thinking about it you know and just wrestling with it and so i think definitely if you've never talked to god or you're not in the posture of talking to god start there list off the things you're thankful for start to bring some requests to him start to and tell him you know dude god you did a freaking awesome job creating this planet, you know, like, yeah. like whatever it is. But then the next step is turn off the noise, find some time. And it doesn't have to be 20 minutes. It doesn't have to be 10. It could yeah. be a minute. It could be a moment. Turn off the noise and just listen. Yeah. And see what might be there. See what happens. I think that that's a really good point. Cause I feel like, again, that's walking in the awkward. That's saying, okay, I'm going to step into the awkward of the, what of what this looks like because God has something great to say to us but we're just so busy I mean I'm even the same thing my wife's like why do you have to have the TV on every time that you go home I just turn it on oh, I don't yeah. care if it's like the weather channel and then you do you turn it off and you're like this is so awkward I don't even know what to do with this time and so I'm like so I've always got to do something but I think there, there there's something to be said about being still and you know even in, even in Psalm 4610 says be still and know that I'm God and in there the actual Greek says to cease striving and so we're in such a success-oriented society that we're like, we have to always be doing, always be yes. performing or doing that. It's like God's like, I l- really just want you. You talked about in the last one about abiding in him. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, like, and so it's like the fruit. So, the, so here's the deal. So fruit um, is kind of one of those things where like, you know, I had, uh, it's, I, delicious. I, I, it's delicious. I had pecan trees in my house or out, outside of my house nuts, in Midlands. Nuts, fruit, whatever. Yeah, Same nuts, thing. fruit. But I remember I would we, we'd sit out there on the back porch and just kind of hang out. And never once did I hear those trees going. And all of a sudden, <laughs> out pops a, uh, a nut. No, it doesn't. Like the pecans didn't jump that way. The pecans grew because they abided in the tree. 
and they abided in the in the nutrients that they were given stayed underneath that. They stayed connected to the tree. They stayed connected to the tree. So so the the fruit was the byproduct. Yes. And so many times we're like, oh, okay, so now that I'm a follower of Jesus, I need to do this, 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 this. No. I have to focus on the fruit. Yes. I got to focus on changing my life. I got to focus on producing these things. I got to have a certain amount of conversations. I got to put in a certain amount of time and yes. this, that, and this, and the other. And what you're saying is, and I love it, flip it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing you need to do except just stay connected with the Father. And he's already made that because he's given you the gift of the Holy Spirit. Abide in him. Abide in him. So stay connected with him. So you're like, what's that big word about? Like, what does that mean? It's like, literally, that means shutting off the radio. That means going, hey, God, I haven't talked to you in like eight years. And when I do, I'm usually apologizing for stuff <laughs> because I think you're pretty ticked off at me right now. Or I'm desperate because something has to happen. It's yeah. out of my control. And I'm feeling guilty that I'm yeah. now finally coming to you. Yeah, or, or I'm dead broke or I've been in sin or whatever the deal is. And, and I feel like you're just so angry at me that I've just got to say, hey, I'm sorry. Right. And we forget that he's stupid in love with us and he sees us as more than conquerors and he sees us as his children. And we come to him and we go, maybe I just need to take before you even finish off this list of because you probably got frustrated last week when you started writing down your bucket list. And then you're like, I don't even know where to go from here. And I am not talking to my wife right now. So how do I do this? Right. Well, it starts with talking to God, it starts with going, well, let's let's look at him correctly. Again, those guys with the talons. Let's look at him correctly and go, you're not the wicked master that's ready to beat me at every minute, or this is all a lie. Again, Psalm 103, you're slow to get angry and abounding and unfailing love. First John 419, you are madly in love with me. You are stupid. You're for me. You're for me. So I walk into this now, rejecting the lies of the enemy and going, okay, I'm going to start talking to you. Hey, God, how you doing? I'm going to shut off the radio and go, okay, I got two minutes today. I made yep. it two minutes, but, I, but that was way farther than where I was before. I'm going to shut down the noise. I'm going to let you start to work, and you will see God work in that. Yeah. You will see him work. You know, uh, Romans 8 has this amazing promise that's given to, to the followers of Jesus. And it says this, that even if we don't know what we should pray for, which is often the case, yeah. I don't even know what I should be praying for. Like, I'm like, I, I, I don't, should I pray for world peace? I don't know what I should be praying for. Yeah, like, for. What's, what is it? But the promise is the Spirit prays on our behalf, and I love this phrase, in groans that words cannot express. Mm. You know, when you're so connected with someone, all you got to do is give them a look or give them a groan or give them something, and they're like, I know exactly what you're thinking. Yeah, I've got this buddy of mine that when I would go into work, he would be like, dude, what's wrong? And I'm like, nothing. He's like, I know you enough. Yeah. And that's the spirit. That's God going, I know you. I, I, I know where you're at right now. And so there's just times you're just like, I need to just be stopped. I need to cease striving. Like Psalm 46, I need to cease striving and I need to just exist in you. So maybe you have a hard time even talking. Maybe you've never talked to to, dad, you know, to God because because your father, you never had that had that relationship. So maybe it is just this week, stop and shut off the radio and not saying a word. Yeah. And just driving down the road and going, okay, yeah. this is, I'm walking towards, I'm stepping in the awkward. So I think that's a huge thing this week to, to stop and go, you know what, guys, we're going to try and talk all about speaking to our wives, speak, speaking to our, to our, to our, our kids and talking to them. But it really does start with God. Like, okay, let's step into the awkward of talking to God. Right. Because we may be jumping ahead of ourselves by going, okay, now let's start talking to your family. Maybe you need to stop and go, wow, God is, and I'm going to cast this on you guys. God has called you fearfully and wonderfully made. God has called you a masterpiece. God has called, you know, it's funny. If you read Zephaniah 3.17, love this verse, another rainy day verse, perfect for like today. It says, the Lord your God is in your midst, faithful to save. I'm, I'm kind of butchering right now. But it said, he will delight over you with singing and he will rejoice or, or he'll, he will delight over you and he will rejoice over you with loud singing. You mm-hmm. can read it. Zephaniah three seventeen, which means that if this is true, God sings over you. 
So maybe your time for you to accept the value that God sings over you is when you shut that radio off and be like, I need to just stop right now and realize that in the busyness of life, that, and I don't, I don't know how God does it because he's God and I'm not. Right. But in the midst of your quiet, you can accept the fact, maybe that's an accept the fact that God sings over you alone and then start talking to him. I wonder what song he sings. I know, right? It's probably Little Mermaid. The Little Mermaid. Oh, gosh. I think he sounds better than that, though. <laughs> probably. Probably. So stepping into the awkward this week, guys. Step into the awkward with God. Accept your value. Remember that you have a God who's pursuing of your hearts. We're not trying to beat this over and over again, but I think this is the biggest reality to go, well, I've got a God who is pursuing of me, who loves me, who cares about me, who wants to hear from me. And let's not kid ourselves. If we can figure out how this happens and how, this, how we can become disciplined in this with our, our, our Heavenly Father, do you think it would not impact our marriages? You know, I absolutely. mean, I, I am absolutely guilty of this. My wife starts talking, and if the TV's on, I, I do 50-50 time. Yeah. I'm, like, partly paying attention to her, partly watching TV, and I fall prey to the idea of, like, sweetheart, you could have this entire conversation done in 20 seconds, but you're going to take five minutes, you know? And she says, what did you say? You, you said that you like The Spurs me. won last night. Exactly. And, and, and one of the things, and again, I suck at this, but I'm trying that when she starts talking, this great little button, it's on the remote control, maybe you've seen it. It's these two like lines and they're just like parallel to each other, just two lines and it's, it's a pause. And so I just started pausing the TV. Nice. And it, it changed our conversation because now I can engage in it, I can reply to it. And I realized I have an opinion on some of this stuff and I need to share that opinion, not because I'm the dad and by God, you're gonna do what I say. It's, it's the idea of, there's something beautiful when iron sharpens iron, mm. when two ideas are shared, and chances are the, the, the solution is somewhere in the middle. Yeah. You know, and so pause the TV when your wife's talking to you because you've learned how to pause the radio when your heavenly father's talking to you. Yeah. So step in the awkward this week. Yep. This week, I think the takeaway for you guys would be just to stop, turn off the radio, step into the awkward, start having a conversation with God. And if you want to go beast mode on this, I promise you, tonight, if you want to go beast mode, tonight, right before bed, pull your wife aside, grab her hands and say, let's pray together. She will freak out. Yes, she will. That'll be awkward. And even if it's a minute, yeah. God, I pray you bless my wife. I pray that you do something great in the midst of this. But I would say that even now, taking another five minutes at the end of this podcast to just shut off the radio, shut off everything and just sit there and try, try to be still. Try to just be still. I won't even ask you to talk to God. Just try to be still. All right. I'm in. Sounds good. See you guys next time. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to By Dads for Dads on the Known Legacy podcast. Look for us on social media under Known Legacy or go to www.knownlegacy.org to stay connected. For booking or questions, email us at info at knownlegacy.org.